What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Tonight's episode, a fellow realtor who I really, really respect and absolutely enjoy talking to every time I get to see him, which is not often enough, Walker Adair. He is a fantastic personality, a great realtor, and has some pretty interesting insights into where to invest your money in BC right now in the real estate market. Check it out. Enjoy the show. Is it socially acceptable or professional etiquette to wear a hat to a listing apartment? I do it all the time. Do you? All the fucking Fuck, time. Fuck, man. I wear, and I'll wear these well, too. Well, I do it for my friends. But. Well, not all the time, I will yeah. admit, but I will wear like, this is, I was, got called homeless by my client two couple days ago. I was wearing like <laughs> this sweater. It was like a month ago and these, and she, she's like, are you homeless? But I, I didn't wear a hat because I was looked like trash. So I was like, if I do my hair up and look cute. I don't like as homeless because I actually made an effort to put my hair, but so I can wear ripped clothes and <laughs> so and that's one of the cool things about our industry, man, is that there's no playbook. Right? Mm-hmm. To be successful, it doesn't matter. You just gotta work your ass off and like be unique, be yourself. Exactly. That's so cool. We should leave this for the thingy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the thingy. Oh, this rolling. is the thingy. Oh shoot. You didn't even introduce me. Uh, I do uh, we'll do a separate intro. Yeah. I just do an intro and just talk about you after. Yeah, yeah. All right, I well, know what we talked about because I don't know where this is going to go. Exactly. Honestly, two hours no of like drinking neutrals. <laughs> <laughs> Are they sponsoring? Wait, no. <laughs> Are you surprised I remember? Ooh, I remember no. that you, I think last time you told me you didn't like whiskey. Yeah, I don't mind whiskey oh, if okay. it's like diluted and made into a cocktail. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really my style. Yeah. As you can probably see. No, I know, right? <laughs> uh. I, um, I think of you as the guy on Million Dollar Listing New York. What's his name? The guy that always wears like cardigans and jeans to listing apartments and white t-shirts. Um, what's the name? Oh, they, gosh. I think he has the long, fl- like flowy hair, right? He's the newer guy. I don't know. It's I've actually Ryan. never seen. I haven't. I don't watch Million Dollar Listing since I got into real estate. Straight that up, that was sweet. I watched Selling Sunset. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> that's like my. That's my thing. That's my shit right now. Selling Sunset. I've already finished it, but. My girlfriend showed me like 10 minutes of that show and I said, never play that again on my TV. It's so <laughs> fake. I love it. It's just like the thing. Because I'm looking at starting a TV show, which is kind of Selling Sunset-esque, but like up north. So like, I'm not going to go too far into it, but like it's, I'm meeting someone after this to kind of discuss the pilot, hopefully. That's unreal. Yeah. So my goal. Is it going to be like a sales show? Like you're selling? It's going to be like a lifestyle kind of show, kind of like selling Sunset more so. So it's not going to be like a flipping show or anything or sales. It's more lifestyle, but But loosely based on real estate. Yeah. Cause I can't really like bring it all about real estate. Like I want it to have like kind of flow a little bit, not just be like a different episode every thing. I want kind of be like a series, like selling Sunset was. Why up north? There's a whole thing. So it's kind of like the bougie me here going up north. And selling there, and then kind of the first season I have my mom, I'll be like doing her house and like all the memories from up north being a gay up there, how crappy it was, how shitty it was to live there, right. coming back down, making it, and then coming back to my hometown and changing my hometown. And then the first thing I want to do is change my mom's house, the one I grew up in, right? To be like this dream house, even though it's like a little eight, 980 square foot rancher, yeah. right? Just make it this insane house for her. And then just start flipping houses there and like making these just extra crazy 
modern houses out of these 700 square foot homes that I bought, like the one I bought this summer. That's Have you sold houses up there? Uh, yeah, I sold two this year up there just because I was bored. <laughs> I flew up there, I drove up and I was like, my friend, well, I referred my friend to a realtor there, right? With no dual agency anymore. Obviously the first house he wanted was the one he wants to buy. And it was the realtor that I referred him to. It was her listing. So I was, she was like, well, why don't you just write the offer? I was like, okay, I'll be there in two weeks. Like, and she's like, what? So I drove up and wrote an offer. And then I ended up finding a house to buy for 35 grand that I liked. And I bought it. We'll we'll get into that. Yeah. (laughs) What's that drive? Like, how long is that? Oh, 13 hours. It's that long? Oh, shit. (laughs) One way. So I made a road trip out of it. So I drove like uh, a lot. I went up there and then drove through all through Alberta. And yeah, it was 13 hours one way. And I wrote the whole thing off because I just would stop in every town and, you know, talk to realtors I knew on the way up. Do they treat commission differently? No, they did it very almost identical. So you don't make any money on a $35,000? Well, I, it wasn't, I found that private. So that I found on Facebook. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. It was a for sale by owner? Uh, yeah, on Facebook Marketplace for 50 grand and everyone was laughing. They're like, Haha, this is fake. No one sells a house for 50 grand. So I called him and lo and behold, he was. So I was like, I'll be there in 10 hours. I'm just about in hope. Like just hold, like, I'll, can I look at it tomorrow morning? He's like, sure. So. What is, what is a property like that supposed to go for? I don't, I... It appraised for 104k huh. a week after I bought it because it reappraised it got a mortgage. <laughs> so appraised for 104, and um, we got a 77k mortgage on it. And then I'm now well, renoing it, putting 85 in. Well, I, it was only supposed to be 40 in, but how did you get a 77k mortgage on a 35k purchase price? Because it because I just got a steal. No, they didn't know what it paid for it. I got private, and it appraised at 103 750. They didn't want to see a sales contract. Um, it was private at 14 and a half percent. <laughs> she didn't care. She had no idea. Like it was just some private lender down here. The 70 grand oh. is nothing to them. So I got my broker. I was like, just find me some. I don't care what interest rate. I just need the money to do the renos. And then I'll just flip it out in January when we finish the renos. But I even got a call from BC Assessment. Really? They're like, um, you know, we're doing our, you know, we saw you made this purchase here uh, back in July 31st, Mr. Adair. And... We just want to make sure it was an arm's length transaction. It wasn't like mom selling to a child or anything. And I was like, no. And she's like, really? It was arm's length? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, how did you find this? She's like, this, I've been here for 10 years. She's like, this is one of the best deals I've ever seen someone get in real estate here. And I was like, uh, I found it on Facebook. And she's like, wow. So I'm like, yes, it was a legit transaction. My $300 in property transfer tax I paid. <laughs> you know what the moral of the story is, Carl? What's that? Use a fucking realtor. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding, eh? Oh my god! This, right? This guy lost sixty-six percent of his property value. And the crazy thing <laughs> was, he, he to paid twenty-three grand for it back in nineteen eighty-two, according to the tax, or eighty-four or something. And he was happy he made money. I was like, <laughs> is it a really old guy? Uh, yeah, and the, the story is kind of crazy. Like he was selling it because his daughter like was a crazy meth head who was living there and kept trashing the place, hadn't paid rent in like two years. And he was trying to run away from her because he was, she was basically coming after him now that he kicked her out. Like it's that a, it's sucks. a sad story, yeah. but he was happy. And like, it's a win, win or no deal. That's how I treat real estate. And like it, it worked. I ended up getting it and he was happy and I helped him through everything, you know, getting out, you know, moving to his new place down wherever and getting a notary, a lawyer, all that crap. It made him pay for it all and he was still happy to do it. 
What does the city of Dawson Creek look like right now? Uh, full of snow. It's like minus 26 up there right now. Is it? Is it growing? Like, because you, on the way in, you mentioned 100 Mile is like bonkers right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, right now it's dying because of COVID. Like, they're getting a lot of cases up there. So oh, it's, they are? Really? and it's falling and then the oil's low. So house prices are low. Okay. Right? So I'm actually going back up in January to try to snag a couple more. Like, I found like three or four more like distress sales <laughs> for like 40 to 65 that can be rented for, like, the rents up there are high. Like, my house would be like thirteen hundred a month, easy, and like these three bed one baths, I could probably rent for sixteen. If I wanted to furnish them, I could get twenty seven to three for them. For, and the rental market is that good up there? Yeah, for short term furnish, typically it's short term. Yeah, my mom does it in the house we have up north. She rents them for like eight to a thousand a month per bedroom. Crazy. That's nuts. But the the like the real estate market, it's 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 dropped. Right, like you can go in Realtor.ca and see a lot of cheap things, hmm. but I think my house will be worth two hundred, one eighty to two when it's done. And your what's your reno costing? <laughs> I budgeted thirty five to forty, and then the foundation on the one side like collapsed, and then the electrical. Just today, I got the text. It was like, yeah, the electrical wasn't done very well. We got to redone. I just did it, and I was like, no, oh, no. So that's for another four grand on top of the four grand we spent, and then so we're gonna be able. I don't even know, 85. I've stopped. I just thought I'm just like, I won't go up there anymore because I'm just like, this house is a hell. Like, I don't care what they do anymore. Like, here's a photo of a kitchen. Just make it look like this and don't call me and just do it. And if you need more money, just let, let us know then. <laughs> so I'll be about 100 in when said and done, which is what it appraised for yeah. when it was, I went up and gutted it. Yeah. But, so. And you want to do it again? Uh, yeah, like 10 more times. The you, next you learned year. a lot? Huh? Did you learn a lot? I learned that it costs a lot more to fucking rent a house than you think. <laughs> and that fucking HGTV is not wrong. <laughs> but this shit sucks <laughs> when there's an, a mistake where something happens. It's like, oh, okay. It, yeah, it's right. They're, I thought that was kind of a, <laughs> you know, an exaggeration. It's not. We sold that uh, house that yes. me and Jamie rented in Queens Park. Oh, amazing. And a month after, no, 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 sorry. It was like a few days after the people moved in, they called us. And they said, hey, the dishwasher's not working. So I sent like the appliance, I called the appliance company, they're like brand new appliances. I called the appliance company and I said, hey, the dishwasher's not working. Can you just go have a look at it? And they they go, they call me while they're there. They're like, it's not plugged in. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, well, can you plug it in? And they're like, there's no plug here. Oh, no. And then I called Jamie. I'm like, hey, <laughs> can we like call the contractor and find out the electrical plan and see if there was an electrical wire around there? Because <laughs> if there wasn't, it would have been like a fifteen hundred dollar fix, yeah. cutting out drywall and running a new, yeah. <laughs> right? So we found out that the electrician did run a wire there, but he just, he didn't. just didn't poke through the drywall and put an outlet. <laughs> 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 like just the stupidest shit they have to deal with. Like I know, and I'm like at that stage, but like I'm like when we like I would I didn't want to do a big reno on this house. Like I spent all my money buying the house, and then like put all my money into the beginning of the renos, and then. When the side of the foundation, we were trying to take the bathtub out. I couldn't get it out. It's this big ass, like stainless steel bathtub. And like, just leave it. I'm like, I've already destroyed it with a fucking sledgehammer being angry at it. It's like dented to hell. And I'm like, I can't get it out. So they got it out. And that was when the foundation collapsed. I guess it was holding the one side of the foundation in. Yeah. Because the minute they took it out, 
the it, bath I was holding in the foundation. It, it's an old dumpy house. I, yeah. It's like yeah. from the fifties. Oh man! And then he's like, okay, well, whatever. And then he's ripping the floors out to get to the foundation. The crawl space is that like there's that much room in the crawl, like two <laughs> inches. And all the floor joists were rotten completely. And they're like, he's like, well, there really was no nothing holding the foundation on because the floor joists were rotten. So they had to rip the whole floor out. And then when they got to that, they're ripping the floor out. And then I'm like, please save the kitchen. Like, it's ugly as hell, but like, I don't want to pay for a new one. And then like, well, the kitchen's built in because it's old, it's original. And so, so we had to rip the whole thing out. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. He's like, so we got to do a new kitchen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, we might as well just gut the whole house again and just... Start from scratch because I had already started putting drywall up because I don't know what I'm doing and I wanted to get stuff done. So I went in, gutted it, put new insulation, drywall, did electrical, not myself. And then we had to rip it all out again. <laughs> so I learned a lot so far and I know what not to do next time. Yeah. Kind of. Just probably just not do anything because I mean, I'm pretty shitty at everything <laughs> that I tried to do, except the demo. The demo was fun. How's your contractor up there? He's great. It took us six times to find a good contractor. Oh, really? And um, I just gave up. I was like, this house is going to rot, and hopefully it burns down because we have really good insurance. And then we found a good contractor, so he's been great. And he's like willing to come with us to every house we go to. Amazing. We'll see how he is when he puts starts doing finishing because he's like, you put some really expensive shit. I'm like, yeah, I imported fucking tile from Spain, baby, for this bathroom. And he's like, how much you spend? I'm like, three grand on tile. He's like, holy, for Dawson Creek. I'm like, yep, and a rental property. <laughs> Are you going to keep it or rent it? Yeah. Are you going to sell it? I'm going to keep it or rent it 100%. Hmm. Renting it and then I'm going to remortgage it. Just mortgage it to the nines, put a tenant in for 1000 to 1200 Maybe Hopefully my good friend up there. And then just how many use, bedrooms is it? It's two bed, one bath. Only a thousand. A thousand to twelve. A thousand for my mm. friend, maybe twelve to thirteen hundred for for someone else. Mm. Just because I our, our our cost will be like seven hundred fifty a month max. Yeah. Right. And if we can remortgage it, get a tenant in, that's good for two three years. I could buy two more with a hundred grand, maybe even three more with a hundred G's up there. I might just stick with one though. <laughs> it's because it's a lot of work. Carl does. Uh, Home renos. You want to go to Dawson? <laughs> it's only a 13-hour drive one way in the winter, summer. 13 hours, eh? No, but all the stories you're saying, I've been there. I mean, this is what construction is. Yeah. It's all surprises and you just fucking never know. Exactly. Do you have any fuck-up stories like that, Carl? Where someone didn't... That you want to talk about on camera? <laughs> I live for a dishwasher. No, no, nothing major. Usually I like babysit everything, so... Usually our projects are smaller, so like structural and stuff we don't really deal with. And usually, like for that, usually the appliance company that is paid to come in and install the appliances, yeah. they would tell you about would that. think to plug in the dishwasher, right? And or be like, hey, there's no plug back there. But this is but you plug in a new dishwasher and you run a cycle, right? That's the first thing you do. Make sure everything's working, everything's <laughs> draining. How was it? How long was it sitting there just unplugged, hanging out? The appliances probably went in. At least six months, uh, probably six months before the buyer moved in. And was it like a realtor who bought it? Like a realtor like represented him? No, no there was a realtor there. So why no. didn't they like do an inspection and test like an appliance? They did a home inspection. The home they inspector didn't test didn't the appliances. Ooh. <laughs> the home inspector had like a long list of like super super small deficiencies. We're kind That's of funny. annoying, but whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> not that, that was that not one the dishwasher. dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I know that's gonna happen with mine. I'm just like. I'm waiting for it like to happen. It's gonna be like, oh, this nothing. Oh, not working. Oh no. But 
it's still it's still gutted to the studs and it's like minus 30 up there so i'm like please just like keep a heater in there 24 7 because it's cold and like we had to rip out oh, it's just i can't believe it like the house like i thought wasn't going to be that bad and like we had to rip everything out like we had to rip the gas service out because like the just everything was fucked in this house like everything you can think of was fucked everything windows were broken like and I was like, this isn't that bad. There's still heat. And then the, they like test it. They're like, let's well, just go to summer. And I'm like, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like rip out the gas furnace. Like we're putting in electric blowers in the wall, like electric furnaces in the bedrooms. Like instead of like these little, I don't know what the hell they are. I haven't seen them. My contractor told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but is there oil tanks up there? I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> 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 Probably, but they don't care. <laughs> I didn't see care. anything. So, yeah, they're like, they don't even like care about asbestos and stuff. I don't want to say it on camera, but <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I didn't realize. I'm like, I think this might be asbestos. I'm like ripping out the dry, like the insulation. And I'm like, Google it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is asbestos. I'm like, but <laughs> so bag it up, to do triple bag it up and throw it away. Girl, how shitty is asbestos? It's stuff? awful. You're just itchy all day. Insulation oh, is horrible. so bad. It's fucking, you know. It was so bad, and I was so aggressively ripping it out of the walls. It had the backing on it, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. old seventies oh, yeah. backing, and I was just like ripping it out of the walls. And also, I didn't realize that when you open up the walls, you have to take all the electrical back up to code now because you're messing with the electrical. I'm like, fucking god, I'm stupid. Like, I rip all the drywall out of the whole house, and now I have to replace all the electrical in the house. Yeah, so I learned a lot, and um, I'll probably end up doing it again because when I get a TV show, you need drama. <laughs> <laughs> you should have taped this one, man. This, I did. I have like, like about six one. hours of footage of me do it, but I've just been like too lazy to edit it all. Yeah. So there's like tons of footage of me like doing the demo and like hating my life and like knocking shit over and breaking things that shouldn't be broken. So I've got like probably 20 gigs of or 15 gigs of footage of just shit that I need to pour through when I bought when it. When did you buy this house? Uh, Mid July, I think. Okay. And like it was supposed to be ready for a tenant October 1st. It's, it's literally still a dirt pit, a frozen dirt pit now. <laughs> Ours turned into like, what? How long was it? 18 months? Probably. Maybe yeah, but your house was big. This is yeah, six, 720 square feet. Yeah, it was like 3,600. Yeah. It was big. And we had an oil tank, so we had to pluck the oil tank. You had so many little issues. Like you had to bring the water up to code and like on the street and do all that stuff too. Yeah, the city kind of sucks. Oh, well, one of our own fuck-ups was when the plumbers were in, we forgot, kind of. We basically <laughs> forgot. Because we had it, we bought it because it had two lots. Mm. So we put a, we literally just had to put a fence up. It already had two PADs. <laughs> but, Did you sell one of the lots on its own? Or? So we sold the lot with, and we put building plans together, got them approved oh, smart. the city, so that'll which was really cool. The reno, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> we bought it like early 2018 mm-hmm. and sold middle of 2020. So, like, the market had gone down probably 5%. Yeah. So, the reno added value, but we probably lost money on the front house and then made a little bit of money on the back. Yeah. But we forgot to service the back lot. <laughs> and then we realized we need an easement. So, then we started talking to a lawyer. He's like, Yeah, we can do it, but it's going to take a couple weeks. And then we get the easement and then we get it done. But like it could have been so much cheaper. We probably wasted we probably wasted thirty grand there. Yeah. When we could have just done it because we did all the drainage. 
So oh, so you already had, had all the pits dug? We already had the ditch around the <laughs> house dug and then filled I'm it in. I'm glad I'm not the only one who does this, <laughs> but your mistake was more costly. <laughs> but I mean, like, when you're doing like a $2 million plus house, you know, what little mistake costs a lot. 5% on 35 grand is like 250 bucks <laughs> or 1,500 bucks. <laughs> the drainage was a big one too. We weren't really planning on doing drainage, but as soon as we got into the basement, like there's soaked, there's water coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the whole the drainage bill was probably like thirty five grand too. Yeah, man, it get, but it looks so nice. I saw it when it was it done. Sweet. It's pretty gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I got to admit, they so. got a, they got a fucking sweet house for one seven five. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it was a five hundred thousand dollar Reno, four seventy five. It's crazy. Yeah, you can't replace that. It has no. up quick, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. The back was fun. <laughs> yeah. The back was really fun because I've never gone through that process of um, like working with an architect to get plans together and then going to the city and the city saying, well, we don't like this. You, we want a larger overhang. We want like all these stupid little things. And you're like, okay, well, I didn't know that. Then you go back to the architect and it's like so much back. Because it was heritage, right? Well, the new one on the back, no. But the Queens Park has like um, there. character heritage kind of guidelines for yeah. new construction. So they want like certain colors and certain exterior material and certain windows and shit like that. Yeah. But it was fun. It was cool. It was really cool to get through, to go through that process. Yeah. My goal is to eventually start doing this down here because my business partner lives in Maple Ridge. So like it's long drive for both of us. Like he drove up this like later, a couple months ago and went up to the house. But like I want to start doing it down here or eventually do it down here. Mm-hmm. But like, I also don't see that there's any money to me flipping in Vancouver for the risk. Like you've got to put in like flipping down here is mm-hmm. like. You better be like loaded if you're gonna start like flipping regularly down here, All right? Maybe condos, but like, I mean, where does it work? You're, you and your dad have done a couple, right? Yeah. You did one in Maple Ridge two years ago. It was single family home in Maple Ridge. Ridge works all the time, yeah, because you get a single family home and you just pop a suite in. You're marketing to a family, you get like 50k more. And we did. We finished in like 2017, so when shit was bumping, so mm-hmm. we timing, just got lucky. Timing was good. Timing was yeah. really good for us. My so. client picked up a, a four bed, two bath. I sell Maple Ridge a lot on yeah. 232nd Street in Maple Ridge, and we paid. It was just like 600. We paid 520, 519 for it or something. I can't remember. Maybe 475 because we got it for some home buyer. And um, it's now worth like, and that was in the peak, and now it's worth like 150 more, mm. even still, because it's it's big, and like they redid the whole thing because another they had both sides for sale, and like the right hand, the other side bought it and was like, we're gonna do the whole roof, we'll pay for it, don't worry, and then the other side sold, so we got a free roof done on it, because they just wanted the it was really bad shape, but like yeah, flipping, I don't know. It's it's tight. You like there's not much profit in Vancouver right here. No, you're lucky if you get like five percent. <laughs> lucky if you can get five percent. Had a client tried to flip and lost. It's just like trades are so expensive, labor's so expensive here, materials are freaking crazy. It just adds up. And also, lumber is going way up. Yeah, lumber's gone up a lot. It changes it? so fast, man. It you go doubled to home, since home I depot like, the next day and it's like What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. It oh, doubled yeah. in Dawson in the last like month. And I was like, fuck, did you buy it all? He's like, no. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I can't pay more for this goddamn house. And like he said, Yeah, the lumber's just up, 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 up. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't understand that. Like I was like, okay, lumber. No, it's like you said, it changes literally daily almost. It's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty drastic. I see a lot of price changes. Is that common or is that just in the last six No, months? it's pretty common. I know when, like, when Trump came in, he had those tariffs on the yeah. lumber trading and stuff, so that affects it quite a bit. When you're a contractor on your side of the industry, how do you budget a big reno then? You, you honestly, materials can change. That's how you do it. You, do, so you, you have just, your labor costs. You're cost. very clear about yeah. this is our budget for material. It's $50,000, but there could easily be a 10% swing in exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Based yeah. on price changes or whatever. 
whatever. Mm-hmm. If the client picks something more expensive to finishings and stuff. So. Which they almost always do. Yeah. Changes stuff last night. Always. <laughs> or something goes in. Like Vinny just rented his, my yeah. brother just rented his house. He is a contractor. He work, uh-huh. does home renos and builds for a living. Uh, and so he did it all himself. But he painted. He painted the whole house. And then he asked me to come in. He's like, does it look blue to you? I was like, yes. It's like so light, it's light it. blue. He's like, fuck. <laughs> the little swatch or whatever. Is it called a swatch? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He's like, it, it, it looked light gray. I'm like, well, it's definitely blue. <laughs> and so he, <laughs> he repainted the whole thing. <laughs> Just the main floor, but that's uh, so funny. Colors play with you, man. You get sunlight on one wall. I'm so annoyed with the colors. Another wall totally. completely different, yeah. but it's the same I'm color. over picking colors. Yeah. I hate it. I have a good vision in your head, and you're like, "This looks like shit." Yeah, but you, I, you just can't. It's too much to change. <laughs> like when I picked up my tiles, like I, my, my business partner was like, "Dude, like, don't go so crazy on the tile." Like, I'm like, "It's a tiny bathroom. Let me have the fucking bathroom because it's gonna look nice." And like, I went in. I mean, I got it for a good deal. The font tile on Terminal. Yeah, they had like, I mean, the tile just the floor was a thousand, eleven hundred bucks for the floor, and it's like. The bathroom's like the size of this coffee table, like the floor. <laughs> like I was spending like, yeah, like 14, 15 bucks a square foot per tile oh. for the floor. It's like this beautiful, like natural, like black slate hex tile. Uh, What's a normal like tile? Like seven bucks? Yeah, Six seven bucks. bucks is pretty average, yeah. <clears throat> 14 is, is a lot. It's on the higher end. Yeah, it's, it was like, and then I had the wall was like this beautiful like travertine or whatever in my, in my and then I was like, no. I'm like, this is like almost white. Like this is stupid to spend this much. So I got like a cheaper tile. But like still like, oof. And that's just for the bathroom. And then we, we also like thrifted a lot of stuff too. Yeah. So we're on Craigslist trying to find like toilets and stuff that were like ripped out of like newer houses and stuff. So we got like a nice toilet for like 20 bucks. <laughs> All these things. And like we're bringing them up a truckload and the contractor's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he didn't drive up. We spent a grand to like deliver it with yeah. gas in my, my business partner's truck full of tile and like a toilet and a bathtub we bought too. We brought a bathtub up. <laughs> That's probably not going to fit. <laughs> Who knows? You don't want to keep that old steel one that was holding the house up? Um, I kind of thought it would be cool to keep, but then I destroyed it. So <laughs> I was like hitting it with a sledgehammer, just having fun. It's like <laughs> You mentioned um, you don't like, or you don't see a lot of value or opportunity in flipping in Vancouver. What? The market is crazy right now for some stuff and fairly slow for others. Where I know you work with a lot of investors. Where are you looking for... Value opportunity right now outside of the Lower Mainland, yeah, and downtown. Is there any? Uh, yeah, downtown. Man, we have three listings right now. Well, one just came off market. We've so we have two or three listings downtown for the last two months, and no they've moving. they've been dead quiet. My clients lost a hundred, like one showing a week. Why is that? Everyone like the it's huge our, trend is like yeah. moving to the burbs and getting yeah. more space, People and also with everyone home. working from home. Like yeah. who can work? For, like I was just saying before we started the podcast. Like I want to like literally pull my hair out if my office closes again yeah. because I'm in a one bedroom condo and like working from home like my dining table. Like, ooh. Yeah. Do you think the rise in crime and stuff is? Oh, that too. So too? I have. I mean, in the gay community, the West End is big. Like I have a lot of gays that are getting out of the West End because of the rise in property crime, drug use, um, just. It's just getting so, so... Like you see it, you're living it, right? Like you notice the yeah. change. Yeah, oh, I do. Maybe my car gets keyed, my car gets broken into constantly. Well, it hasn't been in the last little while, but my parquet gets broken into at least once or twice a month. Thanks. So it's it's getting so bad. Like one of my 
good, good, good friends was calls me up. We're giving away pumpkins and he's like, I need to get out. <laughs> he's just like, it, the crime is getting so crazy. He's never left, like even left downtown core. Like he leaves to go to the airport. He's, we were like showing stuff in East Van and he's like, I've never been here before in my life. And he's like born, well, he's from the States, but he's like, I've lived here forever and I've never been here to East Van. And I'm like, wow. And he's, I'm like, then you're moving. And he's like, yeah. He's like, that's how much the West End has changed and downtown has changed. So that's where it says good value right now. Yeah. Like anything under 500, I'm, if my client's the first time home buyer, I'm like, why don't you just sneak into the West End and do a 1970s building? Because the whole West End will change probably five to 10 years. And I honestly think there's going to be higher density going up because we're going to get the old timers fleeing and, and you know dying and a lot of the families moving out again. And I think they might pop up the density in the West End like they're doing all around, right? With all the big high rises. Have you seen prices come down downtown? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I had a listing in like just this year? Uh since COVID? Well that's twenty nineteen seemed like Yeah, yeah, totally. Twenty nineteen they bopped up again and then they've dropped a bit, but there's it's hard to say because there's so little selling that you, it's you know, people are just like dropping the price in their listings. Yeah. So like not a whole lot of selling. So I mean, I've got clients I'm meeting tomorrow and they want four fifty to five and I kinda laughed. And I was like, wait, you can actually get that now in the West End for a one bedroom. But when I first called, I was like, <laughs> never going to happen. But you can. There are like maybe five to 10 listed under five that are crazy. selling like 30, 40, 50 days on the market. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Your one bedroom in, in uh, Coquitlam by Burquitlam is probably 450. That's crazy. That blows my mind. Because downtown, everyone talks about downtown, living downtown, right? That's a dream. <laughs> but like you hear about all this crime. It took happening. me 40 minutes to get here, 35 minutes to get here. And I live downtown. And I was like, that's not a dream. <laughs> like, I used to live out, but it's, it's, it's just getting shittier and shittier and more expensive and more expensive, especially with, I don't know if you saw today, with the fucking nice city of Vancouver wanting to bring in the road tax. They got like the, they approved, the two, it, right? they approved it today. I'm like, bitch, excuse me. Like, now it's going to be more expensive to live here. Joy. <laughs> it's not just going to push more people away. Right? So, why is that a good thing? I don't understand. It's commuters, but like who commutes anymore? Like there's no traffic almost yeah. like ever. Like you can see highway one from your window almost <laughs> and Down? it's flowing at like six o'clock. <laughs> I've like, I don't go downtown often, especially with bars and, and stuff not open very or restricted. But like I was down there, I was driving through Gastown last week at like 5 p.m. And it was just a ghost. <laughs> I know. There's like eight people walking on the street where usually it's just packed, right? Yeah. On a sunny afternoon. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, and the crime is just—it's it's all over too. It's like spread out. Like mm -hmm. all I hear, like I live right on the ocean, so I'm like amazing view. But like all I hear is like the shopping carts going through the alley, and then the ah, the screaming in the park, like just down the road, and you know, it's just constant. You see like shit, like piles of human shit on in the parks and stuff. Like and and gas, it's it's getting uh, it's, but like rents have come down. So like, you know, I pay eighteen fifty for my little place there. I mean, to buy that with that view, I'd be paying probably nine hundred K. So it's like to me there becomes up to a point where it's like just not worth it to buy in some areas. But the one bedrooms are dropping and you know, you can still rent eighteen to two grand for four hundred K, four fifty. It's not a bad deal. What's the rental market like right now? I mean like to look for a renter if you own one of those. It's tough. Hmm. It's tough. I mean, I've got a I worked like a lot of investors. So I've got my, one of my clients on the Canby corridor was like, oh, I want 2,800 for my one bedroom. I'm like, no way. Like you'll be 21, 23 max if you're lucky. 
brand new, paid almost a mil, 900K, whatever, after GST and everything. Oh, that's painful. Just bought another one yesterday. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, tenants kind of get a bit of control, especially with the rent freeze too, right? So, but like right now we're doing new West, like I just sold one of those dumps. I don't know if you saw the free Joe Exotic house. I sold this house. No. It was on uh, Connaught Heights. It's like, we're like the king and the queen of Connaught Heights. <laughs> <laughs> we sold like, I think nine houses to like one person there. And like the last, or well, two people in the last like two years. So we sold another house there for a million 45 and it was bad. Like it, someone had tried to light it on fire. There's a hole in the roof, like water pouring through. All the electrical was stripped out of the whole house. All the plumbing was stripped for money. The furnace, like everything got stripped by the homeless people. And um, my client's like, I love it. <laughs> Made a million forty-five for it. Right across the road from the SkyTrain. They're not planning to live there. They want to develop? We're going to develop, yeah. It's going to be high rise in the next like five years. Well, this will be like six stories, but across the road is high rise. So he's been buying up everything in the neighborhood. So the same guy that... We were trying to get to buy eighth, eighth yeah. of like a year and a half ago. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same dude. Yeah. yeah. But he's like slight set on the spot. So it's been great. <laughs> it's kind of. Is he going to rent it? Yeah, he's going to rent it. He's going like he to fix it up. He's going to do like 200, 180 to two in rentals and then Jeez. rent it for 2300 <laughs> So it's like a negative cap rate. Uh-huh. This guy's a lot of cash. Yeah. He's a good <laughs> client. Awesome. I mean, he, he makes a lot of money. He's smart. Speculation, right? It's bank real estate's a game. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but if you ain't got money to play the game, you ain't gonna be able to play it. So where and, else? Where else opportunity to look? At Princeton. <laughs> I sold a house there this year. Hundred and sixty nine k. One sixty seven five. It's like three hours away. It's not even bad. And like, is that Okanagan? I don't know. <laughs> it's before Okanagan, isn't it? Kind of by Hope, kind of a little. Yeah, bit it's past only like an hour oh. and a half past Hope, okay. like on Highway Three. Like, is this house listed for two twenty two? And like, I'm was like, it was right in the middle, like in like April May, when like it was dead, like no cars on the road. I was mm-hmm. like, is anything gonna ever happen again? So my business partner actually was like oh there's this house in Princeton I wrote an offer with a different realtor but like we couldn't get it done so we went and wrote you know listed for 2229 so I was like hey called the agent blah 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 and went and looked at it and we were like 190 on it and we got it accepted for 185 and then we walked away and then like a month later we came back because I knew there was like an, a really old couple and like I knew I could take advantage of them because they needed it sold. And who's buying houses in Princeton in a pandemic? Because they were taking it seriously. So I was like, okay, like no. And we walked away, and then we came back, and then I came to like one seventy five. We got it accepted, and then we when we re- remove our subjects, the appraisal came back at like one sixty nine. So I was like, well, we came back. I lied. So it came back at one sixty seven five. Got it for one sixty seven five, and I'm like, they won't like let anyone even pay extra money like to buy down the mortgage or whatever. Like. If we buy over appraisal, it needs to come in an appraisal. I'm like, so just get it done if they want to sell. So we got it. Rented for 1300 bucks a month. Didn't need any work. Nice little house. Two bed, one bath. Smaller than the one I bought. But that's only three hours from here. Like if we were to put it in on Google Maps, like I think that's only like, I don't know. Get directions to Princeton. Like oh, New Jersey. <laughs> like it's so small of a town that it doesn't even give you the pre- <laughs> Yeah, so it's like two and a half hours away. But <laughs> crazy. What do you think of pre-sales? Well, I know we were just chatting about it briefly. Yeah. What do you think of pre-sales right now? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's some really good deals, I think. I know. Like there's, I don't know if you saw it on um, King Edward and Kingsway. It's like a thousand a square foot, 980 a square foot. I'm like, that's a good deal. A concrete high rise, brand new. And they're like, commissions are nice on a pre-sale right now because like they're desperate. Mm. So you sell three units in it, you'll make like 4% flat basically. Like, but I mean, a lot of people don't want to tie up 20%, right? Because most of the high rises want 15, 20%. Mm-hmm. We're seeing five percent on for you see it in like some low rises on Langley and stuff, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I bought a presale and it was the stupidest thing I ever bought. Where in Surrey two years ago? Is it done? No, I hope it has a lot of delays so I can walk away. I paid a thousand a square foot. Wow! Yeah, I know impressive. I'm dumb. Like it's probably the stupidest, <laughs> probably the stupidest thing I bought or. That sold a client into, <laughs> which was myself. So whatever, live and learn. I camped out for that. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, one central. Oh. I don't know where it is. I literally don't know where it's going. <laughs> I, it's by Surrey Center, but I've never seen the site. Like I am, like I'm impulsive. Why right? was it that expensive in Surrey? Because it was such a hype to get it. Like there was like hundreds of people camped outside for this place. I camped outside overnight in the winter, like October, to get this place, and then. Yeah. Do you remember Pier West? In, yeah, uh, I sold yeah. one in there. Yeah, I sold three. They're so expensive. They were like more expensive than Brentwood right now. They I know. Like I told my client don't buy eleven hundred a square foot. Yeah, I know. What did you? We got I think 42, 40 second floor in Pier West, uh, one bedroom and tower two, with a nice view like facing the. I think it was tower. I can't remember, but like. One bedroom, like seven hundred and like sixty or something. My guys, my guys had one one bedroom and two two bedrooms. The one bedroom was six twenty nine, I think, on the twenty third floor. It was like I don't know five seventy five or six hundred square feet or something. Mm-hmm. So it was like ten fifty a foot. And then they had a two bedroom on the twenty seventh or twenty eighth floor or something, and that was million ninety. <laughs> you can buy a house for that. I know I. But you know, that was all pre-sales two years ago, right? Pre-sales two years ago were like the craze. There was, Carl, so they had 600 units at Pier West. Yeah. 650 maybe. They had 3,800 request forms. What? I had to bribe basically to get my unit for my client. It was client. a lottery. I know. Yeah. You had to like make friends with the sales staff. Yeah. I was, I had to basically, like, I can't really go too far into it, but I basically like, I was calling her daily. I said, Hey, if there's any rescission, my client wants one. And I was in LA at family reunion, Keller Williams family reunion. Really? And like, we're at like the, like the morning, like the, like they do the prayers and shit. And like my clients like spam calling, like she's <laughs> calling me and I was like in the back of the room, like. And I talk loud, like I get excited, I talk loud and like everyone's staring at me and I'm just like yelling about like this like one bedroom for 800K and I'm like, oh my God, gosh. (laughs) But like she wanted it, like it was such a hype. Everybody was like freaking out if they got a request. And that was the same with one I bought. Like all the media and the hype was like, whoa, like people are camping out for this pre-sale, it's gonna be worth it. (laughs) Oops, lost a lot of money on that. (laughs) So pre-sales now are completely different? I think it's just you find a desperate developer like you were showing me, you know, some people they just want to to get a sale and you can you have a leg up now. You're able to negotiate. Whereas before it's like take it or leave it and we got 18 people waiting behind you. I was saying that someone this afternoon called me about a pre-sale in uh Pimettos. And they're asking how the pre-sale game works now. And I was like, <laughs> if you had called me two years ago and you wanted to let's say the place is I think the place that they're looking at was six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to write six ninety five, they would laugh at you. 
and tell you to get the fuck out of the presentation center, <laughs> right? But now, like, they're offering Please. 3% off. This one I went to yesterday. Yeah, yeah they're offering 3% off. 3% commissions. 3% commission, which is quite a bit more than a normal resale commission. And as you're leaving, they're like, and the price is negotiable. And then you leave, they're like, wait, yeah. come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we charge $1,500 per room to bring the laminate floor through because we have carpets in the bedrooms. But you can just bring it in. Right. Just bring it in. Like, <laughs> there's all these like little disclosures that right, she's right, making. Right. It's so funny. Just more room to play with, eh? Mm-hmm. Totally. And they've lowered the deposit structures too, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, so right? something that's five years off, if you're putting down 10 or 15% versus 25. Right, your money's not a tied big up. chunk of money. And there's some low rises with 5% down, yeah. and then they match. Like There was one, um, uh, Ren and Raven, I think it was, or let's say names, in Mission. Yeah. They were offering like 5% commission, 5% down, match your deposit in interest, pay, like, that you put, say if you put 5% down, they would match that over two years before completion, and then... Like there was another thing. It was like also we'll pay you your groceries for like two years. It was crazy. <laughs> like there was like like if I'm like if I bought a what and it was only on two bedrooms, but yeah. I'm like if I bought a two bedroom for say six hundred k, which was way too much. I'm like my five percent commission is like thirty grand plus the deposit of thirty grand. I'm like you could just I just no deposit, and like and then they're gonna give me like five percent back. It was like all these things. I'm like I'm gonna save like a hundred grand almost in yeah. incentives if a yeah. realtor were to buy it themselves. Yeah. And like realtors, if you sold like multiples in there, they would like add like a 025 percent for like every. It was insane, but that was them to try to get stuff sold. Yeah. But like I mean, I'm like 600k two bedroom admission. No, <laughs> like that would not rent. It would just be funded by, and then I probably couldn't even get a mortgage on it when it completes. Where do you think Strata is going right now? Because I I personally like that idea a lot. I think these Brentwood places at ten fifty a foot are pretty good for being completed in four or five years. Yes, I think that's a pretty good opportunity, especially if you're putting ten. Like if you can negotiate ten percent down, both of these guys that I went to want fifteen, but if yeah. you could swindle ten, I think that's a decent opportunity. I mean, but look, in five years, when like especially areas like Brentwood are going to be Brentwood Metro, like downtown Burnaby, yeah, not Metro Town really anymore. Yeah, like it's just going to be a sea of condos, right? Yeah. I mean. Like, it's just like where, like, I don't know. Like, I look at it, the high rises. I don't know if the high rises are only the place to go anymore. The little low rises, like, I'm getting a lot of clients don't want to be in high rises. Hmm. COVID is another big thing. Like, they don't want to have, like, waiting for an elevator. Like, you know, showing high rises right now, how horrible it is when you're only allowed, like, one group per elevator. Yeah. It's torture, right? So, like, I'm, I haven't, I think the last time I was in a high rise, like, showing a high rise was, like, three weeks ago. Like we just aren't selling in houses anymore, so I don't know. I don't think that the condos are really. I mean, it it has to be a thing because that's the only thing people can afford. But I don't know. It's weird. It's like five years from now. It's I, I don't know. It's tough to I say. I just see this trend that I saw in 2015 starting, and it seems like it's starting. What it trend? Started I was again a baby the then. <laughs> Fresh into real estate. <laughs> that single family homes are on fire. The prices between condos and single-family homes was it's too dropping. close Yeah, in 2015. And then the next 18 months, it houses went like this and yeah. condos stayed the same. Yeah, and now we're coming back to and the And then close. 2017 went like that. Yeah. And it seems like single-family homes now are in what I think is going to happen for the next nine months. I think we're going to see a big climb. like In single-family? Yeah. Me too. Actually, I agree. Like price point climb. 100%, 100% because, yeah, you're right. We have, like, you, 
but narrowing the gap. They're between, too close, man. They're, in how, how many clients have you got called in the last nine months that say, hey, I have a two bedroom that's worth 600K. I can buy a house for nine or a million dollars with a suite or right? 1.1. I just did it. And like, my mortgage would be the same or I sold, less. <laughs> right. I sold a house, a condo, a two bedroom, two bath in, um, in Highgate and we bought a house. For, we sold there for 640 and we bought a house just over right there on, um, gosh, I can't remember what road, not Pender, Parker mm-hmm. for one, two. Yeah. And like, it's got two suites. Yeah. Her mortgage is less. Yeah. Because she rents out like the studios for like a thousand, the other suite for thirteen, fourteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollars a month. Lives in the top, and like, she's and like we were fighting for that. But I mean, in Poco, which is I think the craziest. I always look at Poco as like one of the areas, like the transition area. When Poco starts to get on fire, shit's hitting the fan. Stuff's gonna start happening out here because. Like in Poco, I just saw a condo listed today, three bed, three bath for eight fifty. You can buy a nice house in Poco for eight fifty, mm-hmm. but right now houses are listing for eight hundred k and selling for a million higher plus right. in Poco right now. Yeah. It is insane. Like you have twenty offers on everything out there on every house. Burke Mountain right above is one six for a house. You go five minutes and you're in Poco and you're half the price. It's it's nuts. Even the brand new new builds are like just flying off the market. Some in multiples. And I mean, it's I, it's it's nuts. And they dropped like they were like the first area to take a big plunge was Poco, and it's the first one now, like ten percent over asking. Yeah, everything's going. So, do you have any builder clients? Because I've noticed in the last like it's been pretty short, like the last three months maybe. Building lots are now attractive again. It's weird. Yeah, I don't have any builder clients that build single families because I actively didn't want to prospect for them because yeah. I didn't want them. Because like you couldn't make any money, mm. right? And like lots were you, like you had to pay cash, right? Twenty eighteen nineteen for like builder product. <laughs> if you have a single family home that's a teardown, <laughs> was really difficult to sell unless you just like discounted it heavily. V- whereas now I saw one in East Burnaby that <laughs> we went to look at. It's a great flat lot on a good street, no trees. Ideal builder product. List at one one five. Had 17 offers, sold one three. Yeah. Sold 150K over. It's crazy. And my clients are not builders, so they walk through it and they were thinking they'd have to put 200K in, and then it was kind of out of the budget. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> we saw one a couple streets over two weeks before. They got 16 offers that had like renovated kitchen, decent view, uh-huh. fairly updated with a suite that sold for 135. So that math doesn't make any sense. So that's telling me that like, this is what happened in 2016, right? I like know it's, the, it's weird. The land was worth stupid much, and mm-hmm. like the actual house meant nothing. I know, and it, it's weird because I feel like I agree. We have almost like a weird like 2016 repeat happening again, but not because yeah. everyone's like like fuck that 2016 sucked. <laughs> yeah. But like they don't want to get there. But then you look at everything and you're like, why are there 20 fucking offers on this house? Like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like. It's, and then you look at condos and you're just like, please bring me an offer. Like I get realtors calling me, they're like, did you like it? I'm like, no, we hated it. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Well, my guys, very motivated, yeah. very, especially the Camby Corridor, like where everything was like priced high. Yeah. Like I, I showed like probably everything on the market there to one of my clients recently. And like the realtors were calling, like my client is very motivated. Just, we'll make something happen. Like they can't get tenants because they <laughs> like, they can't carry their mortgage. Like crazy. And like, yeah, it's just, I'm like, no, like please stop calling me. Like we've already found something we wrote. But like it's yeah. But before like 2016, everything it's like you had something listed. It was like whew, 
It's, where'd it go? It's sold with 11 offers and, you know, I didn't even have to do an open house <laughs> or show it. <laughs> it was a different world. That was so much fun. It's, it was cool. Like, when did you get licensed? I was licensed um, August 2015 and I started, sold my first house August, well, like four days after my townhouse, right before, townhouse for 308, a three bedroom, one bathroom townhouse in South Surrey for 308. And then that was like the only time I ever felt like a normal market was August of 2015. Yeah. And then all I remember was my client's place being worth $500,000 like six months later. And she was like, holy fuck. And she moved from Dawson Creek. But that was like it. And then I remember it just exploded and I was like, what am I doing? Holy crap, this is crazy. Yeah. And we talked about it my last time I was on. I killed it my first year. Like 40 plus sales of me and my business partner. It was insane. And then, yeah, now we're here. But I feel like we're getting back to that point again where it's... Nuts, because we have no listings and we can't keep listings on the market. Like they're just going so fast. And also there's a huge indecision. People don't know what they want to do right now. Yeah. Which is making it even hotter because there's no inventory. Right? You're like <sighs> It's strange, Carl. I think this is what I think, Walker. I think pre-sales are a decent option right now for a few reasons. All the discounts that developers are giving that mm-hmm. we just talked about. Two. A lot of developers are halting projects. Exactly. So I think in three or four years from now, when these this new stuff completes, there's not going to be a, lo- a flood of listings or a flood of new construction like there has been. That's true. I think supply is going to be lower. Because mm-hmm. I have a friend who, him, uh, his dad owns like a big piece Ooh. of land in Metrotown who is planning to develop three towers there. And they've just put it on Hold pause up, for yeah. the foreseeable future. And he's saying, and chatting with the city, it's like a very big thing right now that a lot of developers are halting stuff. Yeah. So that's the reason, one of the reasons I like it. Also, I really believe that single family in the next six to 12 months is going to climb another 15, 20%. I agree. And I think condos, if not more, honestly, from what I, it could be, I think I'm being conservative there. But from what I've seen in my career is that condos usually are 18 to 24 months behind. Yeah. So in three years from now, when those are built, I see them increasing in value. Yeah, because like we look, we were just talking about about the price gap and the peak yeah. was huge between houses and condos. It was huge. Silly. Yeah. Like we're like two, three, four times in some areas. Yeah. And then it, it dropped so much. And I mean, I like we can't sell houses. Like, there's just so hard to, even out in Langley, even Abbotsford, like, you can't keep a house on the market. They just sell. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried to book showings. I was like, fuck, they want a house. <laughs> like, yeah, great. They have a $2 million budget, but like, that sucks. Like, we can't still gonna be multiples. <laughs> Your mom has emailed me about six houses. Has she told you? <laughs> yeah, she's been talking to me. Like, six or seven <laughs> houses. There's one for sale that was like a, uh, an owner that, Demanded a two-year rent back. That was the oh only one. God. That was the only one that was available <laughs> at 21 days on market. Everything else she asked me about was accepted offer or Multiple sold. Offers. Offers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was booking even condos in Langley today for an investor, and um, I'm like calling. I was like, yeah, I got lots of time to book. I'm like, there's like 30 of them on the market, and in one building, I was like, t- like touch basing all the agents, and it's like one, two, three. So I sent like six touch. But I had the full showing. I was like, all right, I'm great. 
And then like they all accepted offer, accepted remove, accepted offer today, got an accepted offer today, accepted offer. I'm like, wait, all of them? All of them accepted offer. And then I find one I could book because it was tenanted. And then I think I've had like two more touch base, like accepted offers since like on my way here. And I was like, I got to go home and book more showings with this guy tomorrow. But I've literally exhausted like 10 places out of like 20. And they Can you got accepted try offers. to answer this question with some sort of rationality for me? The real estate board will not allow you to write in realtor comments sold, but it takes them two weeks to process Ugh. a sale. <laughs> so, no, I can't. It's so people keep dumb. asking questions. When something sells, yeah. like it would be ideal in realtor comments yeah. to just be like, it's sold. They right do it into Ontario. You can like put pending sold. It makes no sense to me. Because people keep emailing you asking you questions about the property. There's right? been some this year that have been probably on for three or four weeks after they've had Mine, a, I sale. a sale. Like it's not getting processed. And we'll get five to five to seven requests a day for that four weeks. People are like, is this still available? Is this still available? And the worst is when they call you too, because <laughs> but like we saw one on Euclid and like two and a half weeks ago, I think, and I'm like, where's my MLS point? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And then I look and it's still active and I call him and he's like, I sent it in twice. Then yeah. just not and then yeah. It's crazy. It's it's annoying. I'd put soul, I put like a like dollar sign, a, like a dollar sign <laughs> yeah. and then a zero, but like they'll catch that sometimes yeah. and then send you a warning. And I'm like, like, no, like I'm annoyed with people calling. And then you delete the comment, like the you could delete the or like add soul, like try to hide it in, but like Realtors don't read. So if you write the word sold in realtor comments, like a couple days later you'll get it's flagged. A, a <laughs> compliance whatever email or something from the real estate board saying you can't do that. <laughs> you start using emojis and stuff now? No, you can't. I Nothing, wish. eh? <laughs> Maybe if you do like S dash O dash or something just to... Yeah, I found and it, like you know. a lot of realtors when it says sold they'll say how much? Yeah. So I try to put the price in too. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this makes our job easier. So I don't like get excited that I just spent like 30 minutes booking the showing and then have all the middle ones cancel and then the first and last book. And it's like, fuck, now I got to go call. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how much you show now, but like, it's, yeah. This, well, this year has been so strange with no opens, right? Usually yeah. in the middle of busy season, like April, May, June, your buyer clients are just go, like going to open houses. And if they like something, you're going to see it with them on Sunday night or Monday morning or exactly. whatever. But now there's no opens. So like trying to schedule buyer tours is unbelievable. And like even and I feel bad for agents, but agents are messaging us saying, Can I see this at two thirty on Saturday? And we're like, No, we have nine open houses. Like we're in open houses from twelve to five. Can you see it outside of that? Yeah. But it's man, it's been a very, very challenging year. Yeah. But as a realtor like me who works in Vancouver a lot and out in the valley where lockboxes are a huge thing. Yeah. Honestly, Amazing. the lockboxes yeah. are king. It's like you don't have to meet the other agent there. COVID, there's less people in the elevators. It's so much nicer to just say, okay, lockbox, yeah, I've confirmed it with them, just go. <laughs> right? But in Vancouver, I'm trying to book showings, tours, and everyone's like, sorry, I'm showing my, like, everyone's out showing stuff. I was like, sorry, I can't meet you there. I'm like, I can pick up keys. No, I have to be there. And I'm like, yeah, I get being there, but like, at least have an assistant or something like that can show it so it like it just makes it so hard to like try to line schedules up Ugh. do you think that becomes more common in because new west burnaby it's not common at all tri-city's a little more common what to show in person no with lock boxes and then like fraser valley i've it's only extremely ever had, common. I've, yeah, I've, like, I've never had like a realtor i've i think once come to like show listing like out in abbotsford yeah rarely actually it was yeah no even like my like 1.5 1.6 million dollar mansion stuff i show Lockbox. Mm-hmm. And my client's like, oh, are you going to be here for showings when I listed like a million dollar, like 5,000 square foot house? I'm like, hell no. I'm like, I live downtown. Like, 
It's a lockbox. I'm like, and first off, the realtor doesn't want me there, standing there blabbing. Like, that's the last thing. So, no, it'll be on lockbox, and they'll lock up, turn the lights off when they leave. Do you think that changes in 2021? Um, it hasn't for me. I, I mean, all my listings, I, I try to go to them and be there to show them, but I've stopped. Like, it's like in Vancouver, yeah, like most buildings, like you can't put a lockbox on, you know, when you're building, mm-hmm. right? It just doesn't make sense. So yeah, I'll show it's those. Tougher stratos. Right. But I mean, why not? It makes everyone's life easier if the listing agent's not there. <laughs> just the accessibility without open houses, because they've they've told us not to do open houses again. People still are doing them though. You see it all the time. Mm-hmm. In the in the comments, it's like open house by appointment only. But you know the realtor's sitting up there <laughs> waiting. It's a tough battle, like because you're battling with a client who doesn't understand why you can't have an open house. Yeah. Even though it's explained to them and you like show them their emails from the real estate board, they're like, you need to like you need to show this thing. So that's where I think the open house by appointment comes in. And but man, those are tricky, Ben, because for new house listings that are gonna get 40 showings. I've emailed and, and messaged realtors saying, hey, can we show this? You have a window from two to five or whatever on Saturday. They're full? You let me know. They're like fully booked. Yeah. No, 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 no. We want to see the house. Just tell me what time to come. We'll see it. Fully booked. Mm-hmm. The hell are you talking about? How is that an option? There can't be eight, eight slots. Eight slots, sorry, full. See you later. You can offer on the next one. The hell? No, I know it's yeah, it's dumb. But I mean, the lockbox fixed that. So I'm saying maybe there's more lockboxes. But as it does fix it. This open house thing, but it also ha- makes it like <laughs> you got to be ethical, right? It's got to be you're not just going to give your code because that's the biggest content issue right now up for contention is just realtors giving the code to their clients and just going through, right? Or giving their card, right? Because like a lot of people don't have a lockbox card. It's ten dollars a month or nineteen bucks a month or whatever. Get a goddamn Century card, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even if you never use it, there's an app. It's amazing. You just unlock any lockbox with it. I haven't touched. I don't even know where the card is. I found my card the other <laughs> really? day in my in an old wallet of mine. I was like, holy fuck, my, my Sentry card. I, I was have like, no cool. idea where it is. What is this? Like, it may have been in the car that I had <laughs> six years ago, and it's probably yeah. still there. Like, I have no idea where it is. Yeah. <laughs> The app's amazing. I remember like when I didn't even know about the app and I was like on the phone in like Maple Ridge and it's like no service trying to unlock the fucking like get my one, my code because I, you have to, every day you got to like re, oh, that car was hell. And then I learned that. You have to plug it in that stupid thing and (laughs) you have to update it every 24 hours. The stupid. And you can only do it over the phone two days in a row. Yeah. And then you had to do it on the computer. It's like, fuck what? off. There was like a little adapter that you put in your computer yeah. that, with a slot that you put mm-hmm. the card in. And you had to go into the website and click renew card. Yeah. Every day. Because the code would change every day or? No, just so you could just use so your card. Just so if you lost your card, oh, someone couldn't go okay. into every lockbox. So just turn it off. Or now it's just on the app, <laughs> which is also oh, really awesome. unreliable half the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everything REBGB. <laughs> There's so many frustrations. We were talking about web forms earlier. Man, realtors that are listening will appreciate this, right? but just fucking how hell. comical it is. <laughs> Man, and I know you're active on those yeah. Facebook groups. I'm banned right now, so I can't like talking to them. But <laughs> you're banned? I get banned all the time on Facebook for saying stupid shit. <laughs> what? For what? I, I, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I basically being? said someone's going to choke them. With my toque. It was an American like like laughing about toques. So like, I'll choke you with my toque, daddy. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, and then I got banned for that. And I was like, but he likes it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I got a week ban for saying that. So I'm, I'm free tomorrow. <laughs> only a week. Uh, it's only that's a week, but that's like, that's a, that's a, like you normally get 24, like three days. I've had a lot. The worst is three days or 30 days I've had. Oh. I don't know what I did, but. From a Facebook group. Yeah, in a Facebook group. Huh. Not a realtor. Well, it's the realtor one in the States. It's like a whole bunch of realtors. I get a lot of like referrals from them. So. <laughs> is that a mastermind? These, which no, no, no. It's a different one. Uh-huh. We can't talk about it. It's like Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What other frustrations? There's so many, man. I know. How do you feel about how do you feel about the ridiculous amount of paperwork that we do for every transaction? Oh, the COVID forms? Well, we were no, talking. Well, that is that's just an extra one to this year, but like oh, the new. Sh- I'm not getting used to it. I just like it that like you know it, you know it's, I hate it. I fucking hate it. It's so I like especially it when you're a listing and then you get an offer or get eight offers. You're like oh oh fuck eight offers really? I got to do a fucking like. Commission form for every offer, like what a waste. So up until a year ago, maybe I don't know. I forget when this exactly came in. Year and a half, maybe. You sign a listing contract. So if you're selling your condo, you sign a listing contract that says the commission, says what I'm paying to the buyer's agent. It says what I'm keeping. Yeah. In a percentage form, so it'll be like whatever seven and three, whatever, whatever, whatever. You sign that as a seller, so you understand what the commission is, right? As a, as a pretty smart individual, and it breaks it down, just so you know where all the numbers are going. Every, so yeah, yeah. every time you receive an offer, you have to fill out a form that breaks down. So your seven and three percent, or whatever your commission is, you let's say your offer was four hundred k, your commission's twenty two thousand dollars, or whatever. You have to break it down, and not the percentage wise, offer, the, amount. the amount. And if you counter, you have to do it again with the ten dollar change in commission every time you receive an offer. So if you go back and forth eight times and you had eight offers, but one stuck, you're going to have to do what? Eight, nine, 10, like you're in like 15 forms. Oh my God. Or have the commission calculated on 15 different times and signed. For, so for that guy I was talking about last night in uh, Burnaby East that got 17 offers. If he was doing it correctly, which I assume most realtors are not. If you're doing it correctly, according to the council rules, you have to fill out 17 different forms. Every offer, every offer. Someone could have offered four hundred thousand dollars on a one point three. You have to fill out a commission form. Jesus, (laughs) why do they make everything so tough for you guys? They don't make a lot of money. So (laughs) let's be honest. We're just complaining to complain. We still make a lot of money. (laughs) Have you ever had one consumer ever had one consumer that saw that form and be like, "Wow, that's really good information. Thanks for breaking that down for me." Uh, no, I don't think no. So. Most of the time, they're like, probably because I, I complain this? about it when I'm signing it to them to make them complain <laughs> about it with me. I've had one point where I was like, "This is stupid. I don't want to do this." I'm like, "Well, then here's the number. This is what I'm for." I'm like, I've re- "Like, com- put your complaint in. Here's an email. Complain to them. You're a consumer. You matter. We don't give it. They don't give a shit about us. You're the consumer. You're the ones that matter, not us. Like, we just do the, what they tell us to do. Like, our opinions do not matter. Yeah. It seems. <laughs> I would say, in my experience with the forms. I would say 50% of the people don't say anything. Yeah. I just send it with the offer. They read it, they sign it, send it back. And 50% message me right away and say, Why am I signing this? I'm not accepting it. I'm countering. Yeah. That, and then you have oh, to explain. That, yes. And they're like, That's, dumb. That's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Why am I signing this? Yeah. That's the most annoying thing because they think you're, they're accepting it. And it's like, No, I'm just telling you if you did accept yeah. it. And they're like, I, I, If I did, I'm like, If you did, yeah. you didn't. You didn't. Well, you I'm countered. not. It's a low offer. I know. I agree. We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're counting. <laughs> yeah. And then you get it back and you send it again and they're yeah. like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> like you just send us. I usually wait till the transaction's over and then I just like have the first one and then every counter. That's it's like, I know, right? <laughs> but like every counter, I'm like, hey, you're going to sign here. Cause on dot loop, every time you resign it, you got to resign all the fucking things. The old check boxes. Yeah. So if you sent it once and you countered it three times, you got to re-sign their initial every time you make a change to the document. So it's just very, very frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating, Carl. There's two new documents called a disclosure representation and trading services and a privacy notice. Yeah. And if you're doing it correctly, technically, <laughs> if someone calls me right now yeah. and says, hey, I want to sell my condo, I need to stop the conversation. And do I, need to, I need to ask them for their email address. I need to end the conversation, hang up with them, email them the documents, call them back, ask them if they've read them and have any questions and explain that to them, and then talk about what they want to do. Jesus. Yeah. Like if someone says, hey, I have a two-bedroom condo, I want to buy a house. Oh, sorry. And then sorry, you need so, to send oh. it. Yeah, and then you need to send it to your <laughs> office, even if they don't buy or, or anything. I'm like, ugh. I do it correctly every time. Did you ever get audited? Hell, I don't know. Not me personally. I got, I got, well, I guess secret shops. I got secret shop mm. twice. I've been secret shop too because I'm like, bitch, excuse me? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like how I normally am on the phone to anyone who calls me. And like, it's pretty obvious when you get any secret shop. Like, it was so obvious. I can't remember what my, my sister got secret shop like three times. And she's like very ethical. And like, I'm just like, you fucking like, ha ha ha. Buy and click. I will hang up on people a lot. I don't know how I sell shit. I literally don't know how I sell real estate. <laughs> but how was your secret shop? When I, you guys- I got it twice within a week and a half, probably. Like it was back to back. I probably within two months of it, these new forms coming out and this new like they made a big deal of it early. These rules. And they both of them were the exact same. They said, "Hey, um, is this Denny?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, they said, uh, "How's the uh, Burnaby real estate market doing?" I'm like that's a pretty generic question. <laughs> like, are you looking to sell something? Are you looking to buy something? Have you whatever? Are you looking online? They're like, well, I'm. Uh, how are townhouses in the? And you like they're reading off a script. How yeah. are townhouses in the Burnaby area? I'm like, what? Like you can tell right away that this is a <laughs> yeah. fake call. Yeah. It was just so generic, and they're just reading a script. And then so you just like give them a little spiel. It'd be like. You know, I'd love to help you out, answer your questions. I just got to send you a couple forms. I'm going to text you right now. Is this your cell phone number? Yeah. I'm going to text you right now. Um, give me your email. I'll send you these forms. We'll go through them together. Like that. That's what and I said. And a lot said. of times, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I texted them, and then both of them never responded. <laughs> yeah. It's so, such a joke. They haven't done it in a while, though. I think they just kind of gave up. Oh, 100%. 100%. Real estate board's like, oops. <laughs> How much money does it cost for them to just randomly phone people and read a script every day? Yeah, my sister got it like a couple times, I know, because, yeah. But like now I feel like everyone's got almost lax with it. But I still do them. I, I, I have to. <laughs> when you, uh, I feel like if anyone's going to get audited, it's going to be like us, yeah. like, like a team. That well, is, you've never is you've been audited well. or no? We've been audited for FinTrax. I've been, like personally? No, our office, or, but no, like I got um, called out because I, yeah. But then they made all the changes. I got called out for putting BC and not British Columbia. Yeah, no. You're going to put fucking British. I was like, oh, You're fuck. You're not allowed to put ST either for street. No, or CAD for Canada. Spell it out. Yeah. You got to spell that shit out. And I'm like, wow. And I've been doing that up until recently. Yeah. Like BC and CAD for Canada. And it's like, no, that's like a $5,000 fine. I'm like, okay. I didn't know that. I don't, like, they're not going to fine you for that. I know, but. but. If you're not. Properly fin tracking people, then maybe, but 
not for that. Like even the DL, like I always put BCDL, right? They'll ask you what document you looked at, BC driver's license, BCDL, and then you're like, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, right. You gotta write British Columbia driver's license. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. And I don't get why we're the ones responsible for the fin track. That's not what I've always been con- concerned about, like confused about. It's like, why aren't the, like, we don't, we pick up a bank draft. Yeah. Why are we the one in the end responsible for making, like, the, like, I don't know. Like, I've asked my client, they could tell me anything. Yeah. If you're suspicious, it's like, it just, I don't know. Like, how am I going to be, they're not going to tell me, oh, this is from drug money from fucking Cambodia <laughs> during the transaction. Like, that's not going to get told, <laughs> right? Unless you're in on it as a realtor. Yeah. But, like, I just don't get why we're responsible for it. What did you do with the Dorts and privacy? Because for us, we just wrote, a, we just writ a templated email that has like a full explanation of what the documents are, with like an intro to our team, with a link to our website, whatever. And literally, we just copy and paste that, attach those two documents, and send whenever we have a new client. I normally try to meet. Well, before COVID, we met them in person. I would say we don't meet. Yeah. I would never just talk shit about stuff on the phone, like and everything. I'm like, no, let's meet. When can we meet? If they won't meet me, then whatever. I'm not going to deal with them. Yeah. Right. But I'll always meet them in person and I always bring it. So I always would try to sit down with them in person and meet them. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, th- I don't know if you saw my, my recent post on the realtor page before I got banned about that Rupinder Singh who's going yeah. around like he's a scammer basically. He tries to meet with people and then he writes fake offers and stuff. And I met him at my office like last week and um, he had like 20 purchase contracts in his bag. And I was like, just sitting there, he's like, I want to buy a house in Maple Ridge. He's been calling my sister for a lot. Oh, like 20 times asking to meet. Really creepy. So finally he called me. So I answered it and met with him. And, um, you know, he just wasted my time. I'm just sitting there, like, basically texting the whole time because I knew it was bullshit. And then one, he pulls out, a, like, his binder to show me some listings. And I'm like, oh, I see these purchase contracts. Like, like oh, you must be very wealthy. You must have bought a lot of homes. Like, oh, no, those uh, realtors couldn't get the job done. I'm like, show me them. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, show me them. He's like, oh, I can't. I'm like, get the fuck out of my office. I'm like, I don't have time for this bullshit. If you're going to try to sit here and waste my time, I'm like, get the fuck out of my office. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, then show me the contract right now. And then blah, blah, blah. And I'd already grabbed this like, photo of his driver's license and he'd already signed the DRTS. Or he did. He de- declined to sign it. And I was like, well, if you don't show me the money you need to get it, I'm like, I'm like, you got five seconds to get it or I'm calling the police. And he's like, oh, I'll leave. And he walks away. And I posted it on the BC Realtor Corner, and there was like 10 or 15 agents that reached out to me and were like, yeah, well, he's coming off, it's weird, you know, he has all these contracts from houses he's written on, and the dude just sit, writes offers on places and then gets into lawsuits and tries to sue everybody to get money, and like just dicks around, and you know, won't remove his subjects, and then tries like to tie it up with a lawsuit when someone comes in and like bumps his offer. If there's like issues in the wording and like the offers and stuff, so I'm like, wow, crazy. Because we're like, I'm showing him stuff. He's like, I write offer on that. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'm like, you want to write an offer on a 1.3 million dollar house on in Vancouver that you've never seen? Yeah, and I'm like, you're stupid. <laughs> this is, yeah. But I did my DRTS with him, <laughs> and yeah. I got a photo of his license, <laughs> and I blasted his phone number on public, so like realtors can be like aware of this because he's done it a lot. He had like 20 offers in his like. Accepted offers in his bag. Why is he carrying them around? I don't know. He carried them in a little potato sack. <laughs> it was weird. It was really fucking weird. It was like, you know, those like 
Yeah, like a, a weird little potato sack kind of thing that he had him in, and he would want. He didn't have a car. He walked. So I'm like, I'm. I really hope I made you waste a shit ton of time coming here, because like I ain't doing. I'm just sitting in my office anyways. Normally, whatever. Like, I don't care, but. You walked. I watched him walk to the gas station on Fraser and Kinghead across from our office and like hop on the bus. And it's like, I just hope you had to get here. I don't know where you live, but hope it took you like an hour to get here thinking you could scam me. <laughs> now I got to get home. Man, you got to feel bad for that guy. Like, you just have nothing better to do. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. It's like, this is like, I. I <laughs> I don't. Who wants to spend their day just like fucking around with realtors? We're annoying. <laughs> who wants to spend their whole day with a realtor? <laughs> we get annoyed so quickly. Oh man, it's so funny now. Like, even just some realtors are fantastic and so easy to work with, and you know that like their clients are going to be strong. And then there's others that are not as fantastic, and man, like. You have to educate them on reading strata documents and what it means to read a depreciation report and how to explain that. And, like, yeah. I don't know. Or some like, are too nice, and you're like, please, I don't have time for this shit. Like, just, just be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, be an yeah. asshole. Like, don't, uh, I just dealt with one. Yeah. She was too mm-hmm. nice. And, like, yes, it was nice. Like, be nice. But, like, like, just leave me alone when I'm in the listing, please. Like, I just, ugh. Don't be this nice. Like I don't want to talk. Like I'm I'm exhausted. I've talked to ten people today. Like I don't want mentally. It's eight o'clock at night. Like I don't want to sit here and talk about this listing that I just showed twice. Cause like, how did your clients like it? Feedback, please. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't talked to them yet. Like we just <laughs> laughed. <laughs> like one of the things that I got really frustrated with in 2019 because it was a little slower and there was a lot of places that sat on the market for a little while and then people with the right lowball offers. The phone call when someone sends a lowball offer, they'll call you and they'll be like, you know, it's been on the market it's for shitty, 45 yeah. days and you know we're looking at, you know, the market's gone down and the last sale was over here, but the market's gone down 10%. I'm like, I, you know, I don't need the explanation. I know what it's worth. But did you ever do that? You know what it's worth. Just send the offer. Because that's like, I feel like I did that shit too. I'd yeah. like call them like, you know, I know the, or the worst is when your clients send, when you're the one sending the lowball and you're like, fuck me, I didn't want to write this shit. And you're like, you can't call the agent and be like, this offer sucks ass. Yeah. So you like got to justify like, this is like me pulling shit out of my ass to try to tell you how my offer is good when in reality it fucking sucks because it's like 20% <laughs> under market. And like, I'm just praying to God that you'll take it and I don't burn my relationship with this awesome agent that I've spent two years building with this shitty offer I'm sending off. That's how I felt. <laughs> so I'm like trying to justify like doing that exact same thing. I'm like, yeah, this offer, you know, I think like, where's the number that shows us the price per square foot should be this. Oh crap! There's nothing. Like, let's start digging nine months back. <laughs> let's put the paragon for eighteen months back, and yeah. then just pretend like they don't read the date when I send this over. They don't know where they're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of creative stuff that we have to do, Carl. Yeah. As you can imagine. But what sometimes it works. What times your meeting? I don't. It's not really a meeting. Oh. It's for like drinks, like seven thirty to eight ish, sometime in there. Right. It doesn't matter. We can wrap up here. Yeah. Great to see you, man. Yeah, you too. It's Thanks been two back. years since it's or two years, three years. The since the last one, last year, podcast is released November 11, twenty eighteen. So exactly two years. Shit, two years. Whoa, exactly two years. Crazy. That's crazy. I've come a long way in two years. I think last time we just talked about like how I did it. Now it's just like, how are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like alcohol and like determination, and I mean, even I look at myself. How the hell am I still here? Yeah. 
Like this year was our best year. Well, not a best year ever. The first year I did in real estate was my best year ever. But this year was like we doubled what we did last year so far. And That's like awesome. we're still busy. Not like you selling the same we sold this year in a month, but There's you guys are killing it. Yeah. We've done a deal together. We did our first deal together too. Well, Which one do we do? With, uh, it was my sister's listing on it. I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. But um, it was a multiples pay 310 over ask before it even hit them. Like, shit. 310 Agnes? A couple months ago? I, didn't, I went in once to the listing. Our listing? Our listing. Yeah. You I guys brought know. an offer. We tried to sell your listing a couple weeks ago, but. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out. That's a tough one. <laughs> Did it sell yet? No, it's still gone. Is rentals allowed in it? I can't remember. Uh, their bylaws are pretty loose. The form B says there's only one rental in the building right now, and there's three allowed. So, according yeah. to that, yes. <laughs> but according to the seller, <laughs> Does it know? he's like, dude, there's like 30 rentals in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not sure. Yeah. I refer to the form B. <laughs> right. Well, I just was trying to show a place tomorrow, and it's like, the rules is, yeah, rentals are allowed. Allowed. I'm like, allowed, allowed? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I just read the rules, and there's two rentals allowed. And there's seven rented. And he's like, no, there's not. And I'm like, dude, is it the right form B then? Because like, that's what it says on the form B you posted on the listing. <laughs> this might make me sound dumb, but did you know, I just, I literally learned this two weeks ago. Did you know that a rental disclosure statement from a developer that was written... <laughs> They're dated after January 1st, 2010. If you are a resale buyer in there, they can't put rental restriction on you. I knew that any building built after 2010, wait, they can put rental restrictions on you, but According, if you're an original owner, you don't have rental restrictions. Mm -mm. If you're the original owner, yes. Mm -mm. Huh? Not what it says online. What? Because I, I what I was told is if you're original owner and you bought something after 2010 built... You can always rent it, but a resale buyer may not be able to. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it's any original owner ever. Yes, any original owner ever. Wait, oh shit. Regardless of the date. Yeah, it is, it is. But what I was reading was rental disclosure statement after 2010. <laughs> yeah, so can't the building put a rental restriction on you. They can put it in in the future, I thought, because I know there's some buildings that are later than 2010 the that have that some it's rental restrictions. Worded on BC Housing? Because that's how it was supposed to be. But I always thought that if the building were to vote, you could put rental restrictions. You can never not disallow rentals. You can restrict the number of rentals, but you can't restrict rentals completely after a building built after 2010. Is that how I thought of it? Maybe I. The way it's worded on BC Housing is like super strange. And I'm going to find it I'm gonna, uh, later and I'll screenshot it. it and send it to like, you. That's how I took it and like. I mean, because normally when I search for rentals, like I just look for 2010 and older, and I'm like, okay, hey, there's rentals allowed. But even the shit I'm looking in Langley, it's rentals allowed with restrictions, and there's they're like 2016 built, and there's still restrictions on them, unless the realtor just put that, because like who actually does gets their documents before they list the place? Well, a lot of realtors will put restrictions if it's short term, like if it says minimum six months. But yeah. whenever that is the case, realtors listening, you should always write rentals allowed. Exactly. Because then, like, a lot of people will just not look at it. A lot of people will skip it. Because I don't want to, like, look at the documents a lot of times, but I know if it's after the 2010, it's rental most likely allowed. Yeah. And it's just a short-term thing. Because that's the law, right, with BC Housing. After yeah. 2010 or newer, you can't 
disallow rentals. Okay, I'm gonna find it as soon as we're done. Okay, because I'm really like curious. I'll screenshot it to you. And I'm stressed. I'm like shit. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> okay, that's a good idea. Good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, nice to have me. Good or nice to good to chat with you again. Definitely. Catch up. Cool. I'm pumped that you're having a good year. Me too. Next year's Great. gonna be even better. I think oh, next I year's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. So excited. Lots of single family listings. That's the goal. That is the goal. They're gonna be, they're gonna be no strata docs, no five hundred dollar <laughs> fees. Every time we list a two hundred k condo, isn't that crazy? We had a we had a listing list today. Docs they'll give us by Wednesday next week, so seven days. If we want them on Tuesday, it's an extra hundred fifty bucks. If we want them on Monday, it's an extra two hundred fifty bucks. If we want them on Friday, it's an extra four hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> or you just wait uh, a little longer. <laughs> And you get they just try to gouge anywhere you they, can make everything money. is available. Literally, yeah. they could do this: drag, drop, yeah. drag, drop, drag, drop, send. Probably, let's say realistically, ten minutes of work for someone. Yeah, the documents are all available on their computers, but they just want to gouge you. Yeah, it's so it's great. insane. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. so dumb with strategy. Go talk about your TV show, you big shot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do we have to do our uh, the intro? I'll do that then. All right, cool. Well, peace.